Yo, what's going on, man? It's your boy, Young L.A. France, a.k.a. The 100 Proof Playboy, and we back with another episode of The 100 Proof Truth, man. It's been a couple days. I know y'all like, nigga, where you been? You said you was going to do this, this, and that. Man, I'm trying, man. I got a lot of things going on, man. But when I can, I am going to upload for y'all. So, my small little underground community, today I want to talk about a special thing. And when I said special thing, I mean special thing. Kamala Harris has dropped out of the presidential race. She has dropped out. Toss your glasses to the sky and kiss her ass goodbye, nigga. That bitch gone, nigga. I'm glad that a motherfucker, not that I care about who, who becomes president. But she was on some bullshit, dog. You know what I'm saying? She was on some bullshit. How are you the attorney general, nigga? And you responsible for locking more niggas up. The last administration prior to this one, the prior to the Trump, the Trump administration, you, you responsible for locking up more niggas than... Pretty much anybody that's been attorney general, bro. And you want to run for president and get the support of the black community. And then you start caping like you into hip hop and start using rap and hip hop music as a as a segue into getting the community. Bitches, you serious? You, you, you using rap music as a segue into getting black youth to vote for you. That's, that's, that's your angle. That's what they told you your campaign strategy was. Just act like you fuck with these niggas so they can get you in the primaries and then continue to be on some... Like you thought the quote-unquote black millennials wasn't gonna do their... Re- you already know the old, the old heads wasn't fucking with you. Old, you know, my, my dad was born in 1960. So the, all the old heads from 1960 to 19, you know, 70, for the most, let's just say, for the most part, they not, they are not fucking with them. They, they, that's, they, they straight on that. Anything you talking about you doing, uh, people that's in your age group on up, Kamala Harris, they, they not fucking with you. They not fucking with you. They not fucking with you. Because you do dumb shit. You do dumb shit. Like say. Your favorite song is. I got five on it. You do dumb shit like say. At a family barbecue. They should always play. September. Oh no she didn't say September. What she said. She said. They should all. You should always play uh. Uh, it's a Parliament of Funkadelic song. But it was like the shit she, <clears throat> homie, the shit she would say was so retarded. Like, and I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep fucking with you. I wasn't up on the whole primaries and the and the uh, the race for the primaries <clears throat> or nothing like that. I was just kind of up on her and the fact that, okay, it's this sister. Was she supposed to be from like San Francisco or something like that? Okay, it's this sister that's supposed to be from California, right? 
okay, cool. She went to law school, whatever the fuck, and got all these credentials and all that, right? But then when you got to where you wanted to be, you fed into the agenda of mass incarceration for black folks. Then you turned around and tried to, like, get the community to embrace you on some Obama shit. At least Obama kept it, kept the game going until he became president and then locked all these niggas up. You know what I'm saying? At least Obama did wait till he became president and then split the script and lock all the niggas up and say gay people. The gay, Obama is the one that woke up the gay agenda. He, Obama gave gay people power. This was not Bush. This was not Clinton. Obama gave gay people power, bro. Obama gave the gay people power to feel like they can say and do whatever the fuck they want to say and do. Regardless of the fact of how it make them look or regardless of the fact of how it sound. That's what that nigga contributed. I have reason to believe that Jamie Foxx, Barack Obama, and Magic Johnson used to uh, be going to them, uh, them gay parties on Thursdays at the White House. Nonetheless, that's a whole nother conversation. Um, Kamala Harris, what you should do is uh, you, should, you should try to, um, I don't know, maybe run for Senate. If, you, if that's not something you're interested in, you know, uh, maybe you could, I don't know, become a teacher or some shit. Um, you know, maybe you could, shit, I, I don't know. Maybe you could be, uh, like that. And let me, cause it's like, at least, bro, you could at least took a Candace Owens stance and just said a bunch of bullshit. If we already know you bogus and just at least get the racist white folks to vote for you at least, but you gonna play the role of I've been down, I'm hip. Nigga, you ain't hip and you wasn't in the hood with a black folk fifth. Know what I'm saying? Shout out to all my niggas that know that 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 uh that uh sound bite, you feel me? But the point I'm trying to make is Kamala, you if you ever listen to this shit, if you ever hear this shit, what I want you to do is I want you to get into porn. Because you are a fairly attractive woman, and at this point, um the black community is not gonna be interested in anything you say unless you drop a sex tape. That's just the real, okay? So I feel like that's what you should do. You should, you know, I'm not saying you need to do full-fledged, hardcore, uh, ex-hamster or ex-videos porn. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you should just drop a little sex tape scandal, um, you know, get the black community on your side again. You know what I'm saying? Predominantly whole culture. Get them bitches on your side again. And maybe, just maybe you can run for president in 2014. I, I mean, 20, 2024, my bad. 20, yeah, 2024. Maybe you can run for president then. All right? But this shit that you on right now is some bullshit on me. I'm just keeping real with you. Ain't gonna lie. I'm just saying. You are a clown at this point to the black community. I'm trying to help you. A bitch like Candace Owens. Candace Owens is not a clown. Candace Owens is a doofus. A doofus and a clown are two different things. A doofus is somebody that's stupid on purpose. A clown is somebody who is uh, a clown. Somebody that uh, shucks and jives and uh, guffaws at stupid shit that they think that whoever they're trying to impress 
would like. You know what I'm saying? So that's my take on it. If you don't like it, then so the fuck what. Uh, if you got any comments about what I'm saying, hit my Twitter up at um, 100 Proof, P-R-E-U-X-F. Um, or leave a comment underneath the, uh, the the picture of this video on my Instagram, at For the Friends. I'm just saying what y'all think. All right? Now, back to bigger and brighter things. I seen some shit other, earlier that had to do with, um, apparently, this is my, this is what they said. Apparently, right? Let me not get it fucked up. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me hit my notes real quick. Uh... They saying that, what is it, is it Japan that has these face camera things? And they try, basically what they trying to do is they trying to study um, facial reconstruction. Basically what's happening is the, uh, the, 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 one of those Asian governments, if I'm not mistaken, I'm really trying to find it again because I, I had, I just had it, um. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all niggas ain't got shit to do. Y'all listening to this. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, fuck it. Shit, I can't find it. But anyway, let's just say is I would like to say that it's Japan. I I would Yeah, I would like to say that it's Japan. Okay. Japan is um working on a some kind of technology, some fake, some cloning technology. Yeah, Chinese science. Here it is. Chinese scientists are collecting DNA to build a genetic tool for human surveillance. According to the investigation by the New York Times, Chinese police are forcibly collecting blood samples from what is, I believe this is Uyghur, Uyghurs, an ethnic Muslim minority in China's Jingchang province, to Reconstruct images of people's faces. The research, which was published by the international journals, journals raised questions over the ethnics of, of raised questions over the ethnics of the program, including how the data will be used. Okay, so basically, this is what's happening. First of all, that's to get somebody's civil rights to as the police. They, I think, I believe that they got martial law jumping off over there. In China, that's what I believe is happening in China. They, they got martial law jumping off completely because I know here the police better not knock on this motherfucking door and ask me for a quick blood sample because I got two middle fingers and a dick to suck. You know what I'm saying? You're not finna just come in here and start demanding what you can, what what you want me to say or what you want me to do, and or else because you the police violating those people's rights and they're using that uh, for human surveillance. So what you're saying is, that's the end goal. Like, I don't know if y'all are into doing that uh, Ancestry.com thing where, you you know, you send your DNA swab. You know, you swab your mouth and you send it to DNA. Those samples are getting sent to Virginia. Those samples get sent to Langley. All right? For those of y'all that don't know what Langley is, Langley is where the, uh, that's where the government is located. Pentagon, dog. So, what I'm saying is this. FBI and all of that shit is in Virginia. What I'm saying is this. When you, when you, when you, 
when you do, when you partake in Ancestry.com with that Ancestry shit, when they try to, oh, you're, 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 they're 13% gone in. Look, homie, to some form of degree, we all, if you take the time out, we all have an idea of where we come from. But the disconnect lies in who we are because we don't have a culture. And what I mean by a culture is like this, right? Let's take, okay, like Nipsey also was a Eritrean, right? And Nipsey said when he went, to, when he went home to Eritrea, there were customs that took place within the community, right? So he said all of the family, they were big on, they were big on food. The whole, everything was built around food, right? And the concept of the food was they always ate together. So they let schools let the kids out early. Like school isn't as long as it is here because they let, let's say like, the, like lunch is like 12, right? When lunch happens, lunch is from like 12 to 3 or something like that. So all the schools get shut down, all the businesses get shut down, and everybody goes home to eat with their families and to talk and, to, you know, spend time with each other. And they, everything is built around um, close-knit relationships centered around food and culture. Because that's what that is. So what I'm saying is this. Niggas here have no culture. And I'm going to speak as an L.A. nigga real quick. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know what other regions of people going through. But I do know because, you know, New York got their own thing going on. The South got their own thing going on. You niggas up north. I don't know what you niggas got going. Like the Midwest. Y'all niggas got their own thing going on. Like I said, I'm not too sure about the niggas up north. But the niggas on the west side, we have three things. We got gang culture. We got, of course, hip hop culture. And we have gang culture. <laughs> That's it. That's all we have. For the most part, we got one culture, which is gang culture. That's the culture of LA. Right? And so, the reason why. And I was talking to my homeboys about this yesterday on, on, on the other podcast that I'm on, uh, Peace and Love Podcast. I dropped that, that, uh, that plug uh, after the show. The reason why we don't have a culture is because culture is history and influence, right? History and influence are given from the elders to the youth. But the youth breeds culture. See, follow me real quick. When we have kids, right, for those of y'all that are into sports, for example, if you, if you, if you plan on having a household that is privy to sports, the only way your kids are going to know who LeBron and Kobe are is if you tell them. The only way your kids are going to know who Kaepernick is, is if you tell them what he did, what he sacrificed, all that. If you, if, you, if, you, if you never do, they may hear about these people, but they don't know these people. It's just like, motherfuckers have heard about Martin Luther King. Grown niggas, niggas, not white people, niggas, that I know have been like, 
Man, look, this <clears throat> one nigga told me, I was in college, right? It's like 2011, we was having a conversation about this very thing. And so, it was maybe about me and like maybe four or five other brothers, right? <clears throat> so we talking, talking. Martin Luther King came up. And this nigga said, Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King. I was like, nigga, you don't know who Martin Luther King is? He was like, oh yeah, yeah, ain't that the nigga, ain't that the dude that was the president? I was like... Yo, is this nigga serious? So this nigga serious. He's looking at me like, what, what, what? I'm like, nigga, Martin Luther King was not president. He was not the president. Yeah, he was. Homie, I'm telling you, with everything, nigga, I bet my life to the Chechen Republic, nigga. Martin Luther King was never. Never fucking president. Nigga, what are you talking about? Yeah, he was. I'm like, nigga, get on Google and ask Google if Martin Luther King was president. If Google tells you that Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King was the 30 anything president, nigga, I swear to God on everything I love, on everything I love, nigga. I will lay in the middle of traffic and kill my motherfucking self. If Martin Luther King is president, according to Google, nigga, I will eat a bitch ass fresh off Dookie. No wipe. Fresh off Dookie. Swear to God, if you see in your phone that Martin Luther King was president for a day, he didn't have to be president the whole time, for a day, nigga, I will eat a bitch at a bitch that you choose. I will eat this bitch ass. I eat your granny ass fresh off, fresh off dookie, nigga. Fresh off dookie. We can hook it all the way up, nigga. I put my chin in your granny asshole, fresh off Dookie. If Martin Luther King was president, nigga wasn't president. Is you crazy? Who? Who? Listen. First of all, in that time period, I'm trying to explain this to the nigga, and the nigga's looking at me like I'm saying too much, homie. There is no way that Martin Luther King could have been president at that period in time. Martin Luther King couldn't have been president. That nigga died just talking. It wasn't a pre. Imagine if the nigga was a president. Anyway, what I'm saying is, you have to introduce your, your kids to people. You have to introduce your kids to things. And what I'm saying is, from an L.A. perspective, gangbanging is hereditary. I'll tell you why. Because generally, if you grow up in a household, generally, if you grow up in a household where... Your brothers is gangbanging, sisters is gangbanging, daddy a gangbanger, and all that. Generally, you're going to become a product of your environment. That's just natural selection. You adapt to survive because the environment that you in is telling you, like I grew up in the city block hood, right? Right there off 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 uh 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 Rosecrans and Tejada. 
right? What I'm saying is this. If you are supposed to be Pyro and you do not assimilate to that lifestyle and some niggas that's from Fruit Town, let's just say, catch wind that you from over there, it's going to be an issue. It's, it, it's, it's going to be an issue, bro. It's going to be an issue. It's going to be an issue, homie. I was, I was walking on the street. This was last year. I was walking on my, uh, down my block. I was walking straight down Rosecrans, fresh off Tejada. We was walking towards uh, the 7-Eleven off uh, Central and Rosecrans. If y'all familiar with the geography, I had a couple of my homeboys from the East Coast with me. They was in the hood just kicking it with me and all that. So we was walking back to, I was showing them the hood, walking, you know, whatever, around through, through the hood. And these niggas drove by in this car and was like, Fruit Town Pyro. And kept going, right? And I was like, yeah, let me get y'all niggas, you know, let me get y'all niggas somewhere safe. Because, you know, I could see in these niggas' eyes, they was like, oh, shit, this really is a, this ain't like, I'm like, yeah, these niggas idiots. I wasn't scared because that's why if them niggas was going to do something, them niggas would have stopped, them niggas kept going. And even if them niggas would have stopped, I'd have been like, nigga, well, what? Because that shit don't intimidate me, nigga. Y- y'all have to be in a gang to to be tough, homie. I'm I'm not nigga. You not Marcus Nunn, and you not Sam Fountain, nigga. For those niggas that's real OG Compton historians, nigga, you not neither one of them. So, nigga, the fuck is you talking about? The fuck is you talking about, dog? I I you're not. I am not. Not scared of you niggas, man. That shit is not intimidating, and. The things that we should be using gangbanging for, we don't use them for. And that's the con- that's the whole, like, the conversation on the other podcast I was on yesterday with, on the show with the guys was, can, can black people, can, can we come together, truly? Is there a way that we can come together? And the homie Troy said, nah. And I said, yeah. And he was like, how? I said, first of all, the youth has to come to respect the, the elders, and the elders have to come to respect the youth. It can't be, you know, oh, we just revere the elders and that's it. No, because that's what got us to this point is the elders feeling like they didn't have to respect the kids, you know? Because any adult, that's like my dad was a high school counselor, man. The kids love my dad. Kids love my dad at school. And then my dad works at uh, Vista Del Mar or worked there. Know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is this, bro. He worked at this, uh, this, this, um, what do you call it? Youth Wellness Center. And the point I'm trying to make is, is that there has to be a mutual respect between the kids and the and the staff and the adults. And the reason why, how you build that respect is treating the kids like they're human. Most people that work with kids do not like kids. They don't like kids. Most people that end up having kids don't like kids. See, I'm going to tell you something. I came from, not my immediate family, 
But my nuclear, my, my uh, not my nuclear, but my extended family. I came from aunts and uncles and cousins and woo woo that felt like if you was a child, you was younger than them. They didn't have to respect you. So I came from that. You know what I'm saying? My mom and my dad weren't going for that shit. And that's, you know, a lot of conflicts ended up happening. Nonetheless, I'm saying that's what a lot of adults think. They think they don't have to respect children because they children and they don't have opinions and they don't have feelings. And if they have feelings and opinions, those things don't matter because you should just listen to me. And that's wrong. You don't treat nobody like that. And that's what led to the dysfunction of these young niggas in the hood not feeling like they needed to, they needed to respect the, the adults. Because I'm going to tell you, when, when in, in, in the 60s, when this whole gangbanger thing started, it wasn't about, it wasn't, it wasn't, the gun violence thing wasn't, wasn't as prominent. Once they start bringing dope in the hood, that's when the games began because it wasn't opportunities in the hood. You know, early on in the 60s, like 60, like 62, 63, black folks was having things, especially in Compton. The whole city, niggas was having businesses, successful businesses. My grandpa had a, had a gas station. Was having successful businesses. They was, they was, they was, they was uh, owning things. They was having things. You know what I'm saying? They was, they was, they had shit. They had shit. You feel me? They, they were having things. They were, they were, they were prospering, as they said. They were thriving in the community. What ended up happening was a lot of niggas came from Watts, niggas that was already on. In them PJs, nigga, already on the bullshit, they came to Compton and started getting homes. And the people that was middle class citizens, they was going, it, look, this is how it worked. Of course, there's, 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 a, there's a middle class, there's high class, and then there's low class, right? The low class pretty much don't have money at all. The middle class is what keeps the economy afloat because that's who's, Generally, like when it comes to taxes, that's who's keeping the country afloat is the middle class. The high class has their money set up to where they losing it. They, they funneling as least money as possible. The middle class is trying to get their money to become high class. And the low class generally don't want to move at all. Get what I'm saying? So what, what ha- what's happening was middle class folks was getting homes. So much so to where... The white flight happened in Compton and all of the white people moved further east. They moved further east, like Lakewood, Downey, Bellflower, Long Beach, etc. They moved further east, right? Okay. Cerritos. So when they moved, a lot of them was just trying to get out of their houses. So they was just letting their houses go for, for pennies. And of course... The market was picking these houses up and just get, and they was trying to get rid of, it was so many houses, they was trying to get rid of them. They was trying to make capital, so they was nailing these niggas down in these houses and just giving them away. Pre-approving them for houses. Here, you want a house? Okay, you can move in, boom. And it was black folks, was just, it started more and more and more. The people that was living in the PJs start moving into the community, which brought the property value of the community down because people that couldn't afford homes was coming up with homes. 
And those people that couldn't afford homes was bringing the same culture that they had in the PJs to the community and started terrorizing the community. This is way before, mind you, this is way before, like, the Panthers broke up and all that. This is way before that. The conflict between the community and, and <clears throat> the conflict between the community and the, um, like, yesterday somebody was like, oh, yeah, Ray, uh, Raymond Washington started the, uh, the, the, the gangs or started the Crips. And I'm like, yeah, all right, homie, but I'm going to let you cook. Um, the reason why these things started to happen is because, um, the community was so disenfranchised and the white folks that were there that held their properties down, eventually they had to leave too because of, it was so many killings that was happening. And that was from the people that lived, that was living in the community or was coming from the PJs. Those people was coming over here. Starting, they already had their own little thing going and start terrorizing the people that was already living there. That's how Piru Street became big. Once Piru, reason why Piru Street became a thing is because that was the first street in Compton that made it up in their mind that they was going to start shooting at the niggas that were, they were, who they called the outsiders. They was going to start defending their they homes from them because... All the niggas that was moving in was trying to terrorize, you know, bring their little shit that they had popping over there. And a lot of them people that was shooting was, was the fathers in the community. People don't know that. It wasn't just a bunch of young niggas. No, it was a lot of the fathers was, was hanging them 38s out the window and boom, you know what I'm saying? You know? Them niggas used to come through, you know, roll through here in cars or whatever like that, right? And... Them niggas would be, you know, hanging they burners out the window or be outside on the block in the cut and riddle them with cars. And that's what started that whole war. And then now you equate the Panthers falling. And then on top of that, the infestation of drugs and guns in the community. And you take away a lack of resources as far as like the jobs and everything is concerned. The education, which Compton School District is probably one of the worst, if not. Bro, Compton School District got to be top five worst school districts in California, bro. And so when you take away the educational aspect, you take away from the economic aspect, and the only thing that you leave behind is religion. Well, niggas don't believe in church no more when they're hungry. It's just like, you know, if you, tell a, if you tell a dog, you know, if a dog is used to eating and then one day you just stop feeding him, and every day he look at you, you know, and he, and he basically trying to say, I'm hungry, feed me. Eventually, you're going to come home and that nigga's in your trash can. Because there's a primal instinct that takes place when your body feels like it's under pressure or it's under attack. Whether it be you hungry, whether it be your finances, whether it be whatever. You, you, you kick into survival mode and you do what you got to do. Which transcended into the trickle down of when they killed all our black leadership and they destroyed everything that was going on that we had positive nationwide as a culture of people. And you, you we already have no sense of identity for 450 years. And then we start having something. Yeah, it's going to be destructive. Yeah, it's going to be destructive because 
people that have never had anything, and this is why what I was explaining to the cast yesterday, people who have never had anything, who have never wanted anything, the one thing that they do want is destruction so that everybody knows what it's like to not have anything. It's very rare that you find people, yeah, people be talking shit like, yeah, you know, they, they want millions of dollars or whatever, but I feel as though this is just me. If you, if you take a nigga from the hood and you move into Beverly Hills and you give him all this money and you say, bro, all you got to do is make this podcast every day and it's going to make you a million dollars every day. He going to do it, but eventually he, he, he's going to become alienated from himself. And that's going to lead to him going back to the hood. And that's going to lead to niggas in the hood like, oh, let's go get this nigga. Why? Because we have been reduced to a primitive state as a people to the point where so much so that we don't even identify with our culture unless somebody else do something to us. Like another group do something to us. That's when we identify with each other. But we don't identify with each other outside of trauma and, 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 and uh, being treated second rate. As long as we ain't being treated second rate, as long as we ain't uh, being abused, you know, we're not going to come together. We only come together through trauma. And that's sad that something neg- somebody got to die, a nigga got to go to jail, uh, 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 somebody got to get beat up by the police, whatever, for us to come together and say that, you know, our rights are being violated. Because I'm going to tell you, bro. Next year, going into the 2020s, is going to be a very impactful time. And if you're not on board with your hustle, man, you're going to get left behind. It's going to be so much money that's available to be made. And I'm going to tell you when it stop. It's going to stop. And t- 2027 is when it's going to stop. The first five years of the 2020s is going to be marvelous. It's going to be more money. It's going to be more jobs, more businesses thriving, more, more creative ideas, more... Uh, technological advancements and developments. Once 2025 hit, we're going to hit a recession. Watch what I tell y'all. Watch what I tell y'all. And I don't have to study the stock market to know that. You know how I know that? It's because look at the market now. Look at, look at, look at the market now. We at, the end of a, we at the end of a decade and it's taken off. We at every, every, every 10 years, every 10 years, the economy shifts. Every 10 years, every seven years, your money is affected. So you have a slow, you have a bad seven years and have a good seven years. This is why I'm telling niggas, my nigga, if you are trying to sing, you trying to rap, you trying to engineer, you trying to get your radio show going, you trying to be an entrepreneur, you trying to get real estate, I'm telling you, get your bag now and put you something up. You don't have to stunt right now. All the money that you think you need to spend on woo, don't do that. Get you some moves set up. To where you don't have to fight for your survival and do what you love out of fear of losing everything. You want to be able to set yourself up with some moves to where you can do what you love and it ain't no pressure because you got money coming from other directions. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. Um, as far as that's concerned, you know, we at the 35-minute uh, mark. You know, I don't know if, if uh, today was kind of like we was like, bruh, we was kind of all over the place. Um, but yeah, I would just urge those that, that, um, don't know to do your research, man. Just pick your phone up and just ask questions, man. You know, and if it don't sound right to you, think, I would say before you even pick your phone up, ask yourself a question and just ask 
you know, God to, to, to bring the answers to you. Ask God to, to bring you a perspective. Help you understand a perspective. And then once you ask God to help you to help bring you a perspective, then, then you, you formulate your own ideas. Then once you formulate your own idea, then research it. But don't just go in blindly looking for answers that you, you don't even and you don't even know what you're looking for. Because if you don't know what you're looking for, you're not gonna find the answer to what you're looking for. You know. So yeah, that's it for the uh, 100 Proof Truth, man. This your boy, Young L.A. France, a.k.a. the 100 Proof Playboy, a.k.a. Brad Flocks, a.k.a. Rony Stark, I'm out. Stay up. God bless. Keep it 100 Proof, nigga. All right.